everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. Today we're covering Sugar Hill with Zero Gravity. Thanks for having me, guys. We're Thank so you. excited. You're busy. And so I was like, oh my God, what do you mean we get zero this month? Looking <laughs> 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 busy. This ends our month of celebrating films where black characters live to the end of the movie. That's right. We gave you four of those. Um, <laughs> I'm out of the few, the proud. <laughs> <laughs> the Marines? Um, what? <laughs> right? Can't think of a better way to do it than with Sugar Hill because it's iconic yeah. and overlooked, as most Black Spaceship movies are. Zero this is your first time on the podcast. So we start with this with everyone. Number one, what's your favorite scary movie? Well, I I don't have a singular favorite scary movie, but I am very pleased with the the movie choice that we're going to be talking about today because like as a whole, my favorite subgenre is zombie movies. Okay. Love yeah. me some zombies of all types, the good ones, especially the bad ones <laughs> and the the so-so as well. Right. I just mentioned when we covered earlier this month, we covered um, 28 Days Later. And Love I said it. that zombie movies were quickly becoming my like second. Slashers are my favorite subgenre, but okay. zombies are zombies are making their way. Making Slashers their way are, it's a, it's a hard subgenre to touch. Yes. You know, but I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> we're climbing on up there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the listeners, what is your horror origin story? What got you started in all this? I love to be completely transparent when I answer this question because I I got into horror a little bit late in the game for mm-hmm. most of the horror community of uh, my friends that I have been finding out maybe sometime late uh, mid to late middle school and it was because I had this like chronic fear of everything I was such a th- freaking scaredy cat it was like ruining my life and i not afraid to say this at this point i was so scared of everything i was even scared of like automatically flushing toilets i was petrified of them it was like to that point it was just so bad like i i was just scared person in general and it got to the point where i just like would not use a public toilet if it had the automatic flusher and this was around the time where like you know more public toilets are like having these in in bathrooms i would just not i would turn around and like find a library or something because i don't know what i thought was going to happen but that was the the point where i was like okay this is ridiculous how do i fix this because i can't i'm gonna go to high school soon i can't keep living this life scared (laughs) of like everything so naturally i'm my middle school mind is like okay how do i fix this duh just watch and read as much scary, terrifying content that you can and build up this skin, right? I thought that would work. I don't really know if it did. I think I'm just like a sicko with a tolerance now, but I I ended up stumbling into something that I could definitely express myself and escape real life from. So I guess it worked. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, you can use restrooms now, you know, hey. I can go on road trips. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell the the few people who don't know what all you get up into on the interwebs and outside the interwebs. Oh, uh, well, I am a, a horror host, the spookiest MC in the Northeast. And mm-hmm. I I basically create multimedia content, whether it be reviews, live streams, in-person events when I can. Unfortunately, I live in New York City and COVID is kind of kicking our ass right now. So we have to put that on hold. But usually I do lots of charity events during the year. Um, I host a banging Halloween party in girls gaming night events, do a lot of charity work. And so I, I really like to just in general create this safe space for people who enjoy this genre to feel represented evenly, which is obviously a, a problem. And I'm sure both of you know, we have had this conversation before. We didn't even have to go there. But, you know, it's important to have a safe space. And I feel like, you know, this is my purpose really is, you know, not one specific thing, but just kind of a bring a community together and say, hey, we can have these discussions here. You don't have to walk on eggshells. Yeah. Right. Love no. it. 
sometimes I just see your social media doing like nine different things at once. I'm like, I am tired. And I don't know how Zero and Beyonce do this. We're not getting the same 24 hours a day. We're not. These are different 24 hours a day. Some of us. <laughs> the rest of us are not getting that. <laughs> I, I am booked and busy indeed. And definitely not to the level of Beyonce or anything. Like... <laughs> But I appreciate the comparison. I'm doing some really cool stuff. And I'm I'm happy to to tell you guys first that I have a new show on Afropucks Twitch channel coming soon, which is very exciting. And of course, all the Black History Month stuff that we are planning that is already being steamrolled in, into the new year, which projects and zines and, and panels and all good stuff. That's awesome. Super, super, super excited. Plug all your social media, YouTube channels, all that, so people can find you and keep up with all your exciting stuff you've got going on. Well, I'm a Twitch. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a simple gal, so all of my handles are the same. You can find me on most social media at IDK Gravity, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Letterboxd. Yeah. That's basically it. That's where you can find me. We love a simple yeah. answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get into Sugar Hill, y'all? Let's go. Yes. Let's do it. My first thought, let's see. Well, as a whole, the thing that I remember most from this movie is that it's like chock full of one-liners. I, I really do think that it's like one of the strongest things about this film. And, you know, it, it's not as... How do I put this lightly? Most black exploitation films are like not great, not like masterpieces or anything, but they're like they're genre films and there's specific reasons why we like them. But this one, it's it's a simple film. It's a simple story, but it has like really heavy rewatch value for I and I give a a lot of credit to those one liners. There's like there's not one quote that I associate with this film, maybe like seven or eight and sometimes i hear things in real life that like remind me of them and it's just ding 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 there's so many of them so good this is probably my favorite of the black rotation i've seen granted i've not seen like a lot of it i've seen like what i can find streaming which like we all Mm -hmm. know it's this blackula um the usual suspects (laughs) um but this is my favorite and i think the one-liners are part of it just because like it is it is fun like it understands what it is it gets the assignment it's like, mm-hmm. we're going to have fun and we're going to raise the dead and we're going to get revenge and give you a badass Marky Bay in a giant jumpsuit that you're going to wish you owned. And I'm like, yes to all this. <laughs> right. That was one of my, her costumes. Every so one of them. Good. I was like, perfection. So I want to shout out the costume designer because sometimes when I look for these costume designers on like online, I can't find them listed, especially for older films. But this one I found and their name is Norbert, Norbert Valentino. Let's go, Norbart, with the rivets. And oh, I love the rivets on the collar. That one, too. Her scarves, the patterns on her scarves, and how they match with the collars. I want this jumpsuit. I mm-hmm. also, I also love that when she's in superhero mode, as I like to call it, um, she has a fro, <laughs> and in her regular day, it's like straightened. And I was like, mm-hmm. I see you, I see you. I, I don't think we talk about her as an actor or a character nearly enough, especially when we're talking about horror in general, because this is good for her horror. Also, like she's a black woman, so she's catching like BS for race and gender, which the Punisher could never <laughs> and would never. Could never. <laughs> And so I don't know why we don't like talk about her nearly enough other than like who gets to do the critic. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I really don't know why this, cause this is like you said, this is peak good for her horror. Oh, and yeah. it, it's not like, I mean, I know there's, you know, black exploitation films don't necessarily hold up so well just because the times have changed and everything but there's nothing that's like too shocking in here that we can't use this as a staple for a lesson you know yeah i i think that she i think you're right sherry like this she should be a character that when we talk about the good for her subgenre which is growing exponentially now mm-hmm. she should be one of those i don't know top five because that's exactly what this is before it had that name yeah, no, because we always talk about it starting with Carrie, and meanwhile, Diana Sugar Hill is out here punching races in the face and raising zombies from the dead, doing mm-hmm. the good work. <laughs> doing the Lord's work. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this is one one of my favorite good for her horror movies because I was like, she's one, she is a good for her horror heroine that you can really root for because like 
with Carrie, sometimes with other ones, I kind of have difficulty going through at times with the characters, but I was with her from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did y'all feel like, however, I, I, I had this feeling that like after kill number two, I think, but she stopped mentioning. Okay. So the whole reason, you know, she's doing all this is because of Langston, right? Because uh, she's getting revenge for her deceased lover. And after kill number two, I'm kind of just like, who is Langston again? Is this, <laughs> yeah. is this really the motive? Or right. she has this like really strong stature and like, I know what I'm doing. The way sometimes in, in the later kills, when she just like will stand there, like looking over a slowly dying body with like no remorse. I'm like, is this really about Langston? <laughs> are you just being sure? a hobby. <laughs> or right. yeah, are you just really feeling right. this new lifestyle? Right. That I don't actually, know. That actually gets into my hot take because like my I, I agree that like I kind of forgot that that was her motive. And because I, I do kind of not like that her beginning motive at least was centered around a man. Mm. I wish she could just be, you know, a strong, independent woman. Mm. But, like, I forgot that halfway through it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, that is kind of a problem in the beginning. But she stops talking about it, and I just go with her. Yeah. And I want her to now be, like, yeah, I want more, I want sequels and, like, comic books and video games and (laughs) yes, Yes. all the stuff. Yes to all that. I I think that Langston was just there because in the 70s, they were like, we can't just have women out here doing things. We got to find a way to make a man's center. And so they were like, oh, yeah, the boyfriend died. That's why she's mad. But really, mm-hmm. like, it goes from her, like, getting revenge for the boyfriend to being like, y'all are fucking up my community and trying to, like, come in here and lean on me, you racist bastards. I would kill all y'all. And that's a better motive for me. As yeah. a Gemini, I never questioned her. <laughs> I was like, kill who you must do what you do. Also, that's a really cute jumpsuit. Where can I find right. it? What? I think the turn too came from because, like, the woman, the white woman that she she kills <laughs> is not involved with the murder of her lover at the time. She's just a racist person and deserves all the She's she involved gets. enough. Uh, She's involved I'm enough. not saying she, yeah, but like, she wasn't directly connected. And so that's right. when it kind of like, okay, now she's just fucking up racist and I'm okay with that. If you hanging out at the house and people kill people, you involved. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did have in my notes though, I can't lie, I do have in my notes justice for Celeste. <laughs> because, like I hate, I mean, I okay, yeah, sure. She's like a product of her environment. She is definitely not freaking innocent at all especially the way that she speaks to to sugar when when they do interact but like damn some of the stuff that that morgan throws at her i'm just like girl (laughs) what leave please i mean i know this is like 1974 so it's like a little different but like uh, justice for celeste man Mm. (laughs) like she out here hiding living her best life (laughs) diana runs out here like i need something she's like go home Leave me yeah. alone. Why are you looking for me? <laughs> and that's how you know somebody didn't mess it up before. Somebody was out here for something simple and basic. They were like, I want to have tea forever. And she's like, this one yeah. don't fuck with y'all no more. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Get my I also love this movie was almost like a complete time capsule of the 1970s. Like the soundtrack, the score and so everything. I was like, good. loved it. And the fight choreography. <laughs> <laughs> It was interesting in parts. I'm not gonna uh, lie. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I live for that fight when that like racist white woman walk up into her establishment and she's like, "Do you forget where you at?" And she hits her, <laughs> and the fight is on. And the bartender's like, "Oh, she put stuff there. Now this is gonna be." Mm. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't Celeste in the bar. Oh shit! I think it was. Never mind. <laughs> you know what? See, I this drink is a what lot. we were just talking about. This I is what we were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, who this was this was her, but no, she was this was right? what? Right? <laughs> no, and it's because like they they had the same style because they were like, we're gonna wear the most extravagant outfits in this bitch. Yeah, very <laughs> so- high hair. Yes. You know, with the Farrah Fawcett, the swoopy doop, everything. But that fight in the bar, I I felt a little like 
okay, like like Trent said earlier, it's it's interesting. All the fight choreography is interesting, right? But the moment they have two women fighting, like all of the punch, like um, what do you call the um the sa- foley, like oh, yeah. the sound fill in, yeah, all of the punches cool. become smacks. And I'm just kind of like, this is sexist. <laughs> women can fight with their fists. Right. <laughs> right. It's a bar fight between two women. Of course, now it's just. <laughs> Some of us have not been hit in the face by a woman and it showed. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fight when uh, Sugar's boyfriend dies at the very beginning of the movie, I found myself laughing. Uh, you are not alone. Because like especially alone. the dude that has like I can't think of his name right now, but he had like the, the coat on with the stripes and he and he put hose over his head. I was like, like that's gonna disguise you. We know who you are. <laughs> yeah, the pantyhose. <laughs> no. Whenever I see that, especially because like the seventies, the eighties were like notorious for like put the tights on. Yep. And there's even like some like comedies where it's like, is that you, Jacob? <laughs> you can see through that shit. I was Ryan, just gonna say it comes complete with the time capsule. Right. And he's still wearing that very distinct jacket, like that with the blue and white stripes. I was like, you were. We just saw. How would you. they know? <laughs> they would never know. Like the whole Superman thing, where he's got the yeah. glasses and no glasses. glasses. Oh, who are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have to mention Richard Lawson, who is who is seventies eye candy. I did not know could exist. Yo, he is fine as hell. What? It makes sense he'd go on to like marry into the Beyonce legacy and bring his daughter Bianca with him because these jeans are on fire. I don't understand. On fire. Hmm. <laughs> no, I just love that he was Valentine. I was like, mm-hmm, I see what y'all did there. So appropriate. <laughs> oh, now, right. y'all can correct me on this, but I, I, I don't think we had a very good ending for his character. No, <laughs> it's it was like so freaking safe. There was nothing like in this whole film. There was nothing like I don't want to say realistic because that's not the word because we're talking about the zombie army here. But like I don't know. Usually, like there's some and this was a trope, right? The whole hoodoo voodoo thing. Like usually, mm-hmm. there's some sort of consequence that comes with using this great power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that. You know, if it wasn't going to come back to bite Sugar in the ass because she's the one who's conjuring this stuff or asking for it, then it's going to it's going to kill Valentine because she like she kind of rolls with him. And she said it like, I I do like him, like stop him. Don't kill him. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know a damn thing about actual hoodoo voodoo stuff, but from the, the very shallow knowledge that I have, it just doesn't work like that. Right. I don't know. Is it me? He just no, like he gets like a sprained calf, and then yeah. like that's it. And so, in in the investigation is over at that, and they live happily after. You know, it's just like this is too much. This is too I also, much. I had those same concerns. Somebody needs to take a little responsibility, just a little bit. Just a little bit, yes. Because even when she went to visit him in the hospital, which was the last time we saw him. He was like, it's really weird that my leg just did that for no reason. <laughs> and she's like, I have an appointment. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and we never saw him again. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And he retired from the police department and he never stuck his nose in this case ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it ended, my friends. You're just going to have to believe me. Right. He's like, I'm too pretty to have my shit busted up. So I'm a, I'm a right? different. Yeah. Well, and I think at the end, we all like, this is sugar story to end. So, like, I, maybe they just didn't think we cared if we knew what happened to him. But I was like, yeah, no. maybe not. I mean, if we're, if we as the viewer are also in 1974 or five or whatever, maybe we don't care. I don't know. But watching this now to get ready for this podcast, I'm like, wait a minute. Right. (laughs) It just ends. (laughs) I mean, I'm happy that she got away with it because like team sugar all the way, but like this man, (laughs) he just gave up. Right. (laughs) Okay. I guess, you know, yeah. So for me, one of my only like kind of complaints about the film was 
I felt like the pacing was a little at issue at times. And the length is fine. I'm fine with the length. But, like, the stakes weren't raised gradually for me. It felt very flat. And in the end, everything went wild. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. The end is wild. It's, like, bonkers. But I didn't get, like, a gradual raise of the stakes between each kill. It kind of felt like, okay, kill this dude, kill that dude, kill this dude. Yeah. Not so. I did forget that her soul was on the line. I mean, like, she's messing with the underworld, so you assume, but it was never like, oh, I gotta worry about that. It was just like at the end, instead of me, take that racist, and we're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. That's accurate, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I mean, I would prefer you, but this is fine. Right. <laughs> he's okay. like, Starbrought is fine. Grab her, let's go. <laughs> yeah, give me the Walmart brand, whatever the Walmart brand is called. <laughs> Great Sometimes value. Sometimes you ain't got Target money, yeah. and you just gotta go to the Walmart. Great value, sugar. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's the bag of Cocoa Puffs, not the box. But we can go talk about it. Like we can talk about it. We're not supposed to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I I do think it maybe like, yeah, there were no stakes because the only push that Sugar had against her was that. Um, the Baron was like, Oh, that guy, he's on to you. And she was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they just don't deal with it until the end of the film. And she's like, just stop. And then the whole other issue of what we just talked about. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's just I pacing and and the stakes being like low. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't alive in 1975, so maybe their police department was like really not shit. And like, <laughs> I have an inkling, and that's all I got right now. <laughs> but yeah, and but I mean, but this wasn't even that kind of movie for me anyway. Like, it was right. just a I want to see this hot chick get her revenge and do whatever the hell she wants and antagonize yeah. these white men with with fragile egos, you know. And maybe that's the thesis, is that, like, Black women are too efficient to have high stakes these kind of movies. It's like, I got a problem, I'm going to fix it real quick. (laughs) Fix it real quick. (laughs) I like this thesis. Right? It's like, I'm trying to kill people. I don't have time for this stuff. Let's solve it and resolve it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Court date. I got to get my next jumpsuit on. Let's go. Next. (laughs) Right? She's like, don't give me problems, Baron. Give me answers. Uh That's the thesis there. <laughs> it is. Now, um, while we're talking about Valentine in this police department, I thought one was weird that he would be like, this is a hard crime. Maybe voodoo. So I would need a little bit more convincing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, their only <laughs> evidence is that there's skin cells and they're dead skin cells. And the shackle. And the, the shackle. Right. So that automatically <laughs> goes to zombies. Yeah, duh. I mean, duh. Must equal zombie. Like, is that how crimes really get solved? That's why we don't have answers to a lot of these crimes. It's like, oh no, this is hard. It must be supernatural. They probably live in like a Scooby Doo ass town where like crazy (laughs) stuff always happens. So like, you know, it it was it was vampires last week. So yeah, you never know. It could be zombies. I mean. They pull a mask off, and it's always an old white man. Always, <laughs> always, always. <laughs> While we're talking about old white men, <laughs> we're talking about old white men. No, I do have a note because the thing that I was most upset about because I was with this movie. It's a vibe. It's an aesthetic. I'm here, but what what I my record scratch moment was when the white dude explained the slavery voodoo lesson to Valentine, and oh, was I was hilarious. like, I think we know how the slaves got here, and when they got here, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we need you to fill us in <laughs> you know and because this movie is like i mean it's not so old but it's like it's dated yeah. i i can't really decipher whether or not that was supposed to be like a meta joke or if it was like legit he's just trying to explain it i don't i don't know i'm pretty I, sure this was written by white people so it was probably I supposed to be like i think you're right <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> One time where I'm like, hold up, wait, yeah. <laughs> I need a new drink. <laughs> this expert in the field. 
Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you would know. So, right? sure, go off. Like, I don't think that you need to explain that. I think, because again, like this is a town where black people are doing the things. We own in bars and we're mm-hmm. like detectives who jumped to voodoo over trying to solve crimes. Right. We couldn't have like a, somebody in the museum be like, oh yeah, dude, clearly you know what this is. Let's get to this point in the story. <laughs> did we ever, did they ever say where this was set? Because I kept asking myself, because then it felt really tropical and then it felt really urban and i was like wait are we like are we in hawaii where are we maybe california but that that looked like a jungle outside that bar it honestly it kind of looked like south carolina like with the weeping (laughs) like the swampy like and that would make sense or like louisiana with like the hoodoo voodoo stuff yeah i don't know that would make sense though but also explain the jumpsuit because she's like worried about mosquitoes and she's like i gotta give the heat of the mosquitoes when they're gonna get me But it's not gonna look I, my hair. I love the jumpsuit, but I was like, that is hot in that atmosphere. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry to bring the, break the uh, subject. I just googled it. Houston is the, the filming like location. There's no greenery in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> at at the least, the the public library was the like um the voodoo um institute that museum that he goes to do research in. The, uh, Valentine, uh-huh. I guess, which also reminds me, I think they do live in a Scooby Doo ass town because they have this giant facility specifically on Hoodoo, unless they live in Louisiana. I don't know. <laughs> and also, I just think it's very humorous that the the uh, overseer of this of all these documents and artifacts is yet another white man. <laughs> <laughs> right. And right. then the black detectives goes and like, can you help me? I don't know how to decipher this. <laughs> that made me so mad. Like that was the moment where I was like, "Am I sure this is made by black people?" No, <laughs> I have doubts. <laughs> I have so much doubt. I have so much doubt, doubt. I looked up both the writers and directors, and there's no picture, so I don't, I can't see picture evidence. But like, they're they their names sound white. I don't know. Mm. That doesn't always mean anything. It's okay. It's, it, it's okay. We had years of progression after this. This was merely a starting point for us. We had to start somewhere. And hey, look at us now laughing. Yes. This is an educational moment. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I am sure someone will reboot this. It shouldn't have to be Nia DaCosta, but also probably. Um, I uh, would freaking love that. Right? At the very least... A graphic novel, at the yeah. very least. I have always said I would hand over my rent every month to follow the adventures of this bitch running around with her undead zombie correcting yeah. her community. Yeah, <laughs> in a freaking heartbeat. Right, and I would love for I would love for this to be rebooted by a woman of color, specifically a black woman, because I think, mm-hmm. yeah, someone's gonna do it. We're gonna let's just call it right now. Let's start a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> I want it done. I I want it done while Richard Lawson and Marky Bay are still with us. At least I believe Marky Bay is still with us. Yes. I need to stop like speaking out into the world because it's 2022. Right. Yeah, so, somebody's listening to us. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we need to do it while some of these people are still with us and just leave yeah. it vague. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love for them to have like some walk-ons and be like, oh, what do you mean? Or maybe have Richard Lawson explain voodoo to the detective that's playing Valentine this time around. <laughs> Marky Bay is still with us. She is 74 years young and she still looks fabulous. Oh, of course she excellent. does. Great. So let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Monkey Pop Productions, if you're here with us listening right now, then mm-hmm. the three of us would have a very important pitch to make. So if you could just email yes. one of us, that would be great. Thank <laughs> you. We can get you a script next month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All I ask is that Tyler Perry will cannot be involved. No. Never. That's that's why we can't go to no. Bloom House because <laughs> he's hot in the halls of Bloom House right now. Wait, um, is it really? You didn't hear that? Him and know. him and Jason Bloom are gonna work together on a Bloom House original because that's what the world needs. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I'm. I was, I'm... I was pretty <laughs> upset when I read it. I was like, I don't know what kind of hate crime this is gonna be, but it's not a hate crime. I it's going to be a level seven, baby. A I'm, level seven. I'm trying to figure out how those two aesthetics like fit together. And I just, 
Busted no, wasted nonsense. I, <laughs> that part, sure, right? That part. That is exactly just perform. You know what? Let me right. not make myself angry. But yo, I no. That I was some googling to do. Goddamn. It was rolling around <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. I think in fall, maybe summer last year. We had a lot going on. To be fair. And so when that popped up, I was like, one other thing? Are you serious? Yo. Oh. I just learned something new today. Yeah. Holy crap. I just visited Atlanta. Side note. I just visited Atlanta for the um the first time. I would go to like cover conventions and stuff like that. But my cousin just bought a house down there. So I went to visit. That's when I, I went to go see Letty's house, the, the shoot location from Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I tried to bring it up in conversation with locals when I got the chance. And man, the chokehold that Tyler Perry has on Atlanta in general. It's like, you can't talk about Atlanta without these people talking about Tyler Perry. And I'm like, next? Like, can we move on? It's called Atlanta. I mean, he has like this huge lot and it's, you know, it's created so many jobs and like, you know, now people of Atlanta are more employed and he hires predominantly black and it's, it's this and this and that and that and that. And, you know, you should go check out a tour. And I'm just like, can you get me out of here? His practices are so suspect. I remember towards the top of the pandemic, like he was still working and proud of it because he's his own writer. He doesn't have writer's rooms. He's his only writer. And what he did was he like pulled all the actors for all of his like boring ass shows together and was like, we're going to just live here and we're going to just work. And I'm like, they have enough going on without putting on busted wigs and being abused by men because you're like black women. So maybe we don't no. do this right here right now. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like an episode of the boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also coming back. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, he upsets me. Yeah, you're not alone. No. But hey, so it... does Jason Bloom, so they can live harmony and I'll be good over here. Did you see Jason Bloom on Twitter this weekend? Yes, I about the, the COVID, whatever the COVID protocols. He's like, I'm extreme. He was basically doing an Ask Me Anything, but it's Jason Bloom, so it was not good. Like, oh, he did that, I think, Sunday, and Josh Whedon did his thing on Monday, and I was like, are the white men okay? No. Why do y'all want us to know what all you doing? <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Say less. I had to bring it up. I because I saw the the tweet about like someone was in the ask me anything was asking about Halloween kills and the in uh or Halloween ends and the uh, release date because Omicron is kicking our asses as as a society right now, and he was like, I'm super extreme. And then, you know, horror community was trying to like, decipher that extreme. What does that mean exactly? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I'm still trying to recover from that list. That Do y'all remember that list that he posted? of no. Like a to-do list of things to remind himself of. And the things on the list were like, don't yell. Say thank you. Hire diverse. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, this is... Ah! Ah! My to-do list is like, edit this episode. Do right? do it. Make Say thank you? Really? <laughs> don't yell should not be a... I don't... What? I don't under... We we need to unpack what is happening in this January 22 of Omarion because <laughs> <laughs> people are showing their whole asses. <laughs> no, I... Bloom, he, he upsets me. I, I had to stop. I had to get off of the Bloom House originals dropping on Prime because two mm-hmm. wrongs did not make a right. And mm-hmm. I heard that his last one, not, I don't know, if it was it was a part of the last group. Is it like Dark Night or something like that? What is it? Oh, Black is Night. Thank you. I knew it was something I didn't like. <laughs> but Black is Night has like this moment of like animated slavery. The casual racism of this movie sends me, and I wish we could have seen more races get punched in the face, even though I'm happy with their endings. I just, <laughs> it, it, there's something about hitting someone in the face for saying something racist that just like, it, it soothes me. It, oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I get stuck on those like Instagram or Twitter threads when it's just like a thread of races getting punched, and I'll, I'm in there for hours. And there right? are so many of those moments. In this movie, where I'm like, girl, that's the that that's your cue, that's that's the okay. That means you can hit them now, and it's okay. So do it. Right. 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 No, it's like that. It's like, oh my god, in Watchmen, when Mother Night is just like punching the random races on the ground. Ooh. That is my mood. I tried Ooh. to pitch ninety articles about that scene alone. 
there. Everybody was like, uh, no, this was awkward. I don't know you were girl. No, no, no. I <laughs> that you're on to something there. <laughs> it was. Uh, what do you call yeah. that word with lethargic? You know? It is. It was healing. I, I was healed. I was like, I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm going to, like, my face is going to clear. I'm going to, like, be five years younger. Yeah. Like, some of my student loans disappeared. This is what I needed to see at that time. I, I think she got, I don't want to say she got enough, but she got the revenge that she wanted, which was supposedly yeah. for Langston or whatever. <laughs> Langston, air quotes, air, right. quotes, air quotes, Langston. Not about racism. It was mm -hmm. about my husband. Sure. Whatever. No. <laughs> she just wanted to set some shit on fire. And she was like, I got a reason if I cry a little bit. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> again, as a Gemini, just do you. You don't need a reason. Just be like, I want some chaos. Mm -hmm. Give me my jumpsuit. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. As long as she look good doing it. She knows she look good. Just go, I honey. <laughs> every pose, every pose. I was like, this is a new game. <laughs> she'd be like leaning up against a wall. She'd be like sitting in a throne. She'd be like a shackle here, one knee up. And I was like, look at this. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, so I have a point. We are definitely not supposed to be feeling bad for these victims mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. all. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's right. humorous even. Um but of course, myself as the zombie fanatic, I'm looking at these zombies, right? They're not your typical <laughs> looking zombies. No. Yeah, like, mm, yeah, these baby. zombies look rough. <laughs> these look like look... aliens than zombies. Yeah, they look more like an alien kind of human hybrid than an actual, the typical zombie, you know, bloody, maybe a limb, right. uh, hanging off, a limp. You know, brains even, like, no biting, no clawing. It's just specifically just henchmen. Just henchmen. And they look kind of clean. I mean, they look, like, devoid of, of souls. But, like, in, in the, the, the sense that they're, like, gray. Like, they don't really have, like, much pigment. But not bloody and not, like, scary. And um, I think that's for a reason. Actually, no. I know that's for a reason. Because we're not supposed to be... I don't think we're supposed to be scared of these zombies. It's it's clearly just to emphasize the um, the importance of these people being killed. The revenge part of everything. But I like... I love this kind of zombie with the silver eyes. Just the way that it looks on camera. Specifically, I have the scene like burned into my mind. The kill that happens at the bar. When Homeboy comes in and he's like bugging the pastor for information he's like i don't know nothing i don't know nothing and then you see the two zombies at the bar they pick their heads up and it's dark in the bar and first you know they just look like drunk homeboys at the bar who like mm -hmm. passed out they pick their heads up and you just see the gleam of their eyes like those big yeah. buggy metallic eyes and it looks so freaking good on camera <laughs> which just like alludes to my point where this needs to be a series especially all the shots were like and there's a bunch of them where the camera is like lower and it's looking up and there's maybe like you know eight to ten zombies and they're looking down and they're huddled and like they kind of look like they're like enjoying it enjoying this this killing is just so it's so good i want to see that so much more i want to see it illustrated let me get a tattooed on me not really, oh. but, you know it needs to be like a show or a graphic novel or a series of books or something because like again i i think that i think as black for us black superheroes go because this is definitely a black superhero moving in the horror genre and mm -hmm. so she's like in both of those realms i think that we have like sometimes catwoman and we have storm and a couple of other random x-men that sometimes are black women mm -hmm. and that's as far as i can think i mean ironheart is out there i've not really gotten to connect with her yet but like it's such a limited pool, and so this would be very easy for somebody to pick up, whether it's HBO Max, Hulu, CW, who have you. Hell yeah! To be I like mean, even a series. further, like more of a of a Catwoman type character, because Catwoman is she is not a hero, no. um, not quite a villain either. She's just like you know somewhere in between, and she's very much a a sugar because she just does what she wants. Y'all remember that whole thread? 
where um, in the new Harley Quinn animated series, they wanted to have the scene of of Batman doing Cunnilingus on Catwoman. And they declined it because what's it called? DC was like, heroes don't do that. But it really seemed interesting to the two characters because if Catwoman were to have sex with anybody, she would demand that because Catwoman doesn't do anything without getting something out of it because she's not a she's yeah. not a kind hero. She does shit for herself. Right. We don't have a lot of those characters being black women. Sugar Hill would be a perfect addition to that very small group of of characters who you know embrace the supernatural comic book e i do what i want there's no rules realm and keeping that i'm not a good guy but i'm also not a bad guy yes also as a pre-ben affleck batman historian the first televised batman catwoman situation was adam west and eartha kit eartha definitely went down on her okay (laughs) definitely did have you seen 100%. my friend Eartha? <laughs> beautiful. Oh yes. my god, beautiful. And that yeah. was a bad bitch too. Right. She's if a- if not if not who we have now, she would have also made a, a very good Sugar Hill. If she was in the running. I can right. see it. I, I definitely see her Catwoman in the DNA of this. And that's why I want someone yeah, to come along absolutely. and give us another like stop on this amazing like ride. Because like again, we don't get that much because I feel like people are like, oh. Well, you got Storm, so you're good. First off, you don't give Storm her own movie. Secondly, you keep treating her like an unwanted kid. <laughs> While she's the baddest bitch the X-Men have. Fuck Thank Wolverine. You. Fuck Wolverine. Fuck Wolverine. Wolverine. Wolverine wouldn't dare cross Storm. She would rest his ass and kick him and go about her day. Storm Cake. has always been my favorite X-Men. I love her. Yes. My dog's name is Storm after her. Rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> so... Going back to the zombie conversation we had a little bit ago, I looked up like zombie in the voodoo tradition, mm-hmm. which of course this is just a very uh, shallow dive into what I'm sure is like very complex and different ideas. But it seems like the idea of a zombie in voodoo and I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. I'm sorry. Is they're they're raised from the dead, but they're not like what we consider zombies where they're like chase like trying to eat you or whatever oh they just don't have any will of their own yeah they have the will of whoever raised them so they are just purely henchmen nothing else yes okay so that's just my understanding of what a zombie is because of mainstream media but this is what a from like africa a a literal uh, (laughs) a literal voodoo interpretation of what a zombie is that is what i'm looking at right now not i'm hungry for brains or whatever none of that (laughs) that's interesting this this was also filtered through white people though this movie and so i'm not sure what they thought they were doing and what actually was leaning towards what because like when you have things created by people who shouldn't be creating them it gets real murky And so, like, they're saying zombie, but, like, it probably is a different word if you go to, like, Haiti or Africa or wherever. Because, again, there's different kinds. And so, like, we should let black people remake this. Well, (laughs) yeah, they only, like, the way it comes from a Congo word, which I'm not going to pronounce, but it's N-Z-A-M-B-I. Okay. Yeah. Zombie. Okay. So, anyway. There's some research. Say, they don't even put an E in the end of it when they talk about it in the voodoo stuff. It's like Z O M B I. So it's not, it's like a whole other. Oh. Uh, no, I'm sure I said I don't know if these filmmakers knew that when they made this movie. No, I, I, they probably did like the equivalent of what you just did just now while we were talking right. on Google. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> All their research was said in that scene where the white man explains it to Valentine. That was, all they got. <laughs> I was actually the filmmaker. In that it was. I like, yeah. hey, keep that paragraph. Keep that book. We're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really wish that like Black Rotation films could be re-reviewed by Black critics so they would get better ratings because this is like suffering on like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb because of course my critics are like it's not about me I don't understand it so it's trash and that's for any black movie I want that because like Tales from the Hood is still sitting at what 50 something 60 something on Rotten Tomatoes that's a disgrace I was like this is a hate crime Rotten Tomatoes I had a whole (laughs) Twitter day about it because I'm like I just saw this and I'm mad (laughs) and people are like well it is Rotten Tomatoes (laughs) yeah 
yeah, that's true. That's a hate crime. It's hate also crime. a hate crime that they haven't put Lovecraft Country on Letterboxd yet. But I won't go it's down been... that rabbit hole. <laughs> you can find time. that one on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> February 1st, I'm going to be tweeting at it again. I tweet every day. <laughs> they better hope it's not a leap year because we get 29 days on leap years. <laughs> oh, you in trouble now. <laughs> I would just like to yeah. say that's a great idea and I think you guys should do it. I think some some or maybe we could just get to get together as the black car community and and have that be done cuz yeah, it's what's freaking sense does it make to have all these white scholars who a probably don't even like horror movies period and b don't thoroughly understand or appreciate the black experience review these films like what is it it's like asking a sommelier to like rate my freaking my steak dinner right. that that's not how you do things so i mean it, it even just to hear other people's opinion helps like if if i were just scrolling like looking for something to watch as somebody who enjoys horror and especially horror comedy and horror and zombies and horror just period i would be turned away from this movie because like what the hell do the ratings tell me but just having somebody who looks something like you or at least shares a fraction of an experience with you rate the movie in an honest opinion and not whether hey this is not the best movie but let's be real as horror fans we love movies that aren't the greatest sometimes but there is redeeming qualities that are very important yeah. and have great rewatch value yeah. so uh, let's do that guys that let's needs to be done i think that's something that needs to be done for the culture i'm gonna start another text thread it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I agree. This, this, yeah, this movie's not the best movie I ever saw in my life, but it's not the worst by any no. stretch of the imagination. No, no. We've, seen, we've seen much worse and much more offensive come out in the last five years from some people. Yeah, you <laughs> can say that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, I, listen, listen. Don't you? <laughs> and so, I feel like if we can, if we can make people overlook all these issues um, for like Eli Roth and friends, we can definitely go back to here and have her like <laughs> do the right thing for a community. And sometimes maybe her <laughs> forgotten Beyonce. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. Yeah. Cause I, I forgot, she's cleaned up her community. So I started like Meteor Man and like Blake Man. I was like, oh no, she's a woman scorned. I forgot, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, that, her her lover, her dead lover just becomes like a picture in the background. Like, oh yeah, and, like an Easter egg. And that's where that started. We've <laughs> <laughs> come so far. <laughs> Look at us now. Right? To be fair, I would I would be into it if the reboot she was like, I see what y'all doing in my community with your capitalism and your issues. I'ma fix this shit. That's a badass bitch. I, I'm here for that. You know what I would like? I once saw this. I'm sorry, this was random. I maybe not too random. I spent some time on Reddit and there's this subreddit that I like to scroll through and it's called Am I the Asshole? Have you guys heard of it? I've heard yes. of it, yes, yes. Okay, so there's this one story about this this woman and she was going to marry her husband, <clears throat> and then her father suddenly passed away, and her father owned a strip club. And in his will, she, he left his strip club to her. And uh, she was going to continue running the business. And the husband said, you should sell the strip club. You know, it's it's not right for a woman to be in this kind of business. Nope. She was like, no, like my dad ran a respectable business and I want to keep that going in his honor. And he said straight up, if you don't sell the strip club then i won't marry you and I she know. didn't and she was like okay then i'm There's not gonna no marry you and they didn't get married and then that's the point am i the asshole everyone was like girl no, go right so i kind of like if we were to get a reboot i would love something that integrated like something like that maybe just like women in sex work women in the industry because that's a stigma there. Like women mm -hmm. should dominate the sex industry because let's be real, as women, we're sexualized our entire lives from honestly way too young, but we're yeah. sexualized our entire lives and we're responsible for the sex industry, but yet we're stomped upon 
in the industry, which doesn't make any sense. So if not for, oh, my, oh, boohoo, my husband died, I'm going to do all this for him. Why not, you know, kind of, you know, if, if the bar that she inherited from him was hypothetically a strip club or, you know, a burlesque bar or, you know, something sex forward would be also a great setting to tell this story, especially how, you know, how women are treated in the industry, sex workers, etc. Would be cool. I really love this. Oh, I'm going to connect some more dots. We're going to just go and write this movie right here tonight. Um, (laughs) What if she inherits a strip club from an estranged sister or estranged mother, depending on how we want to do that. And when she inherits it, she finds out that the bank was preying on this person who is no longer with us. And that's why they almost lost it. (laughs) But the person didn't die because they murdered her. Because that's a little bit too much, maybe. We'll see how we feel when we get there. But she's like, this bank is bullshit. And they're doing what to how many brown people in this area? Oh, let's freaking... Yo, Sheree, I will meet you in the writer's room. Let's freaking go. Let's do it. it. I'm starting a Google Doc. What I'm starting at, like, group thread tonight. (laughs) I'm just like, when you want to start first? <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Yeah, because you're gonna talk about like women in the sex industry, and you're gonna talk about like we would have people lead us through actual like voodoo things, so we're not out here just like right, right, <laughs> doing, I, doing things. wild things, mm-hmm. yeah, giving people bug eyes, right? <laughs> right? The, the calls can't come from inside the house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for some hot takes. Let's get spicy, y'all. Okay. So my hot take is, I know that the whole black hoodoo voodoo lady thing is supposed to be kind of looked past in horror. It's it's a trope and is used really often. Protagonist needs help. So they call on the, the hoodoo voodoo lady who lives in the swamp to conjure up something. And that's really her only purpose. Um, it happens a lot. And I can't negate that this isn't that trope, but my my hot take is it somehow makes all of the difference when this ridiculous source of power isn't being seeked by a white man or a white lady. <laughs> <laughs> somehow this like this is like my my awful feelings against black horror tropes just leaving my body. Right? I just I will look the other way. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. It's not. And revenge is not a good thing, but I'm just going to look over here while you go do that, girl. (laughs) In a lot of ways, it felt like that, like, lone, older Black woman in a PWI who's helping you navigate what you just signed on to do. (laughs) Yes. And so that's how I took it. I was like, she's helping her navigate this world and what she can do. And regain some power and some control and balance. It's not the same. It's no. not the same. It was nurturing. <laughs> yes. It, 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 it cleared my skin. Yeah. It cleared my skin. <laughs> and it's not used to my life. Um, <laughs> it put fresh veggies in my fridge. The other ones went away. <laughs> My hot take is that this is the kind of movie I really needed in my formative years. And of course it was hidden because it was supposedly trash because white people didn't like it. (laughs) And this is again, why I'm pissed that we only give white critics room to like really do the things. Like we just need more, we need more Brown critics to begin with. But like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we have all these black movies and all these black actors who are not being recognized because we don't have the critics that understand the work. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Clarence Williams the third left us last year. Sydney Fortier is leaving us this year. And I don't think anybody can really, like, talk about what they really mean and the legs they left behind and how they inspired anybody because no one will pay people of color. Mm-hmm. And that's my hot take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just facts. <laughs> <laughs> my hot takes are always cold. <laughs> People getting frostbitten. It's not even. <laughs> I see. That's what I see. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So I've already talked about my hot take, uh, which was going back to that I w- I do wish that in the beginning her motive hadn't been centered around a man, but halfway through I forgot about that and I just went with her, and I think if this is 
remade or redone or repurposed into a different formula or not formula, but medium, mm-hmm. I would hope that they would just center it on her and not have her have a love interest. At least, at least in the beginning, if it's a series, she yeah. get one in the third season. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I I kind of over us having love stories because we usually end up shoehorning them in, and it's always right. super hetero. And I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, if we have to have a love story, at least like make it like queer. <laughs> um, yeah. If you're gonna make me sit through it again, at least give me that because like I know the queer kids don't get anything while I'm complaining about how it's to be a black woman. <laughs> I know that the black fair kids are like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> At least give them that. So I'm not sitting here going, really? Really? <laughs> She's going to settle for Mr. Boring because he's there. Why? Right. Because well, he's like, there. Right. And so, yeah, because like, there's been so many movies that we've covered. Little Monsters, the earlier this month, when that love story did not need to be. I mean, like, Miss Caroline could be so much better. Have him be obsessed with her, Lupita, if he wants to be. But she would not go for him. And why are you forcing this into this story? (laughs) He has a shot at Lupita like I have at Denzel. (laughs) (laughs) And yet we're supposed to believe this. (laughs) 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 I'm going to be like, if he's getting Miss Caroline, I'm going to call Yaya tonight. Like, (laughs) Hello, Jason Momoa. I heard you. Hello, Jason. I hear you're single. Um, Are you ready to mingle? <laughs> Love gravity. <laughs> I saw a meme on Facebook that was a picture of Jason Momoa with someone had like scribbled a stick figure next to him on the beach. And the, <laughs> the caption said, This is a picture of me and Jason Momoa on the beach. I, uh, those who say it's photoshopped are just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one. I, this happened that he was actually getting divorced because somebody has no chill on Twitter and they had a picture of him and they photoshopped him holding Pete Davidson's hand. I was like, Pete Davidson must be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the internet is awful and I love it sometimes. But yes. <laughs> yeah, if, if we could just like switch the origin story for Sugar, that yeah. would have made it like Maybe it's Actually, her brother. This, it, it's or her, a great or her father. Yeah. Or... You know? I again I like the sister or the mother because that's we true. need more women in all the things. Right. Because right. <laughs> yeah. it's always centered on a man, and that's why men get upset. They're like, what do you mean this new Ghostbusters is about women? <laughs> they oh can't bust ghosts. What do you right. mean a doctor's a woman? They can't drive turtles. <laughs> I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, Chad? I hate I'm so sorry, much, Kitty. Chad. I hate <laughs> so much that they left that out of the box set. Out of that new shiny box set, and they just like what? Like, I never heard of this one. Women? Right. Never I, heard of women. When I saw that yep. left it out, I was like, that's a box set I don't need to buy. Yeah, <laughs> me either. No. Yeah. Right. And I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was fun. Thank you. It was so much. Okay, so like we are all we are all roughly '90s kids. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um. So we all have the Ghostbusters memories. We all know that it's a special place in our hearts. The original two, even though the first one was better. But we also know that those are dated because, again, you centered white men and you let white men write these things. So some of those jokes are. Yeah. Um, and so I felt like having women redo it could have it really could have landed. But like people walked into it being like, I hate women. Yeah. So no, they didn't want to like that movie. Which just right. made them not like the movie because, like, yeah. you already had the idea before you saw it, so it was like right. doomed from the freaking start. Right. So I think we should just leave Earth, yes, and just start our own movie-based society on a different planet somewhere because I've had it. I will. I'll let y'all go first because space terrifies the shit out of me. I've said this many times. This podcast. <laughs> I, actually, put me to sleep. And then wake me up when we get to the other planet. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you feel about like sci-fi horror? I love like, it, but it... it scares the shit out of me. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. Added boost. Let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, even that movie. Event Horizon. Yeah. Oh. No, Gravity, where Sandra Bullock is out there floating in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, this is the scariest <laughs> movie I've ever seen in my life. I can't handle it. I never saw it, but I did love all the tweets because they were like, George Clooney wants to be away from women his own age so bad he says Andrew Bullock into space. I'm dreaming. Space is so big. It's Yo. so big. 
That is hilarious. <laughs> Again, the internet. Oh my God. The internet gives so much serotonin when it's right. Yep. You have to catch it on those hours though. Yeah. <laughs> Not a moment before after. Otherwise you're going to be caught with another Jason Bloom tweet. That'll just ruin your day. <laughs> there is no in between. Listen. Listen. <laughs> it's rough. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on Sugar Hill and many other things, including uh, Tyler Perry, Jason Momoa, Space, Bloomhouse, uh, <laughs> everything. We got we talked about a lot of things, but uh, we don't box ourselves in on Fear Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Nero, for joining us. It was a blast. My pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a great time. Uh, thank you all for listening. Next week, we'll be covering The Loved Ones with Mary Beth McAndrews. That up again, a new month and a new theme of She Already Done Had Herses, where we celebrate women in the genre who are holding weapons. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> wait, wait. As always, <laughs> make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye. <laughs>